this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Party Down, Season 1, Episodes 1 through 5 are over, but we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. I am Dr. Amanda, and I would never do personal business on Company Pond. Um, I am joined today by my wonderful co-host, Emily Fox. She's a podcaster in the way that Einstein was a patent clerk. (laughs) Emily, how are you doing? Are we having fun yet? Are we having fun yet? I'm having so much fun. I'm having so much fun now that we can actually, we teased last week what Mm -hmm. we were doing. We both have binged the whole show. I think we both rewatched episodes one through five. I was texting with Emily earlier and I told her, I think that 90% of my brain is party down by volume right now. (laughs) I've just been so jazzed to talk about this show. And now we get to get into season one proper. Yes, I'm really, really excited to just kind of like break down the first five episodes with you, talk about mm-hmm. all the things we liked, all the things that, you know, are are to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a good little mix of different types of parties that you would see in real life catering. <laughs> it's a wide range. I'd love to know if you've if you've catered any of these types of events. I can't wait to get into all of that. Um, yeah. Before we before we get into episodes one through five, um, you're going to want to subscribe to the podcast feed. We do have our own feed now. You can find our RSS link, postshowrecaps.com slash party down. You can also search for post show recaps party down in your podcatcher 
of choice. Um, and, you know, if you want to support us, if you want to leave a comment card, we're we're betting on ourselves today. We're putting out the tip jar. Uh, <laughs> give us a rating and review. We're a new podcast. It'll help people find us. It'll help people who are interested in Party Down, excited about season three. So we encourage you to rate and review. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to try to talk about all of the first five episodes of season one today, uh, which is, uh, I've, I've shared this with Emily. I have a little bit of anxiety about this. I've been known to talk for up to four hours in a given week about <laughs> a one hour episode of television. Uh, but I think we can do this. It's a very different type of show than some of those deep dive shows that Post Show Recaps covers. Um, but there's still just you know, so much fun stuff to get into here. Um, I had like, I had a couple of like up top comments about party down. Like this is a comedy from over a decade ago and comedies don't tend to age well. Like some of the humor <laughs> does feel like it's relegated to the aughts for a reason, Emily. Do you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, I mean, we we kind of like brought up the flip phone component of it last week when we were first, you know, talking about it in the intro section. Um, I do think there are parts of this where we're like, oh, yeah, this is a little dated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, that's fine. I mean, that's that's part of this, right? It, right? It's always a time capsule of like what was going on during that time that you get to revisit when you rewatch something like this. Yeah, yeah. So well, there'll be a couple of those moments that I think that we'll call out um, as we as we go along. Um, but we start with uh, episode one, the pilot of Party Down, um, which, uh, you know, so this was directed by Fred Savage, who, mm -hmm. um, you know, some of us probably remember as uh, the adorable Kevin Arnold in the Wonder Years, um, who has gone on to have like quite a comedy directing career of his own so that's fun and then this is um written by the showrunners john enbaum and dan etheridge and all and, and rob thomas and also paul rudd who was involved in developing the pilot yeah i think the only thing that hasn't aged in any of this is paul rudd because <laughs> paul rudd is ageless um he just it gets amazing. You know, it's it amazing. is it's I mean, kind of insane adam scott has maintained of uh, his youthful appearance to to some extent, but I know Paul Rudd cannot be matched. <laughs> I don't know. He's really? like the new Dick Clark or something. Like he just never gets old. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so episode one, Emily takes place at the Willow Canyon homeowners annual party, which is <laughs> uh, like, I guess, is this like a gated community? Must do we be. think? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a very LA thing to, to have, right? Mm -hmm. Is a gated community like that. So that makes sense, especially if you're having an awards party, like a ceremony <laughs> at the end. I think that that's hilarious. Yeah. And these awards are for like really important categories, um, like best Christmas decorations, <laughs> which went to the Jews, uh, ironically enough, um, best mailbox, a very competitive highly sought out category there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um, really important things <laughs> but you know I think uh, it, it sort of you know encapsulates that sort of mentality of like we're in this gated community together and we're all watching each other and you you better be performing to your best uh, uh, you know yeah let's say like the keeping up with the Joneses type yeah. of energy here mm -hmm. um, so we have a, a notable guest star in this first episode is um, Enrico Colantoni, who is uh, one of the stars of Veronica Mars, we're going to see 
we mentioned that um, Rob Thomas was the showrunner for Veronica Mars. Um, Ken Marino was on Veronica Mars. And there's a lot of Veronica Mars uh, guest stars along the way, especially in season one. So we have um, Keith Mars himself, Enrico Colantoni here playing the a disillusioned husband of the hostess who's like not as into this whole um homeowners award ceremony as she is yeah um he he seems to be there you know trying to just like show up and party and you know he's not wearing the right clothes at the beginning of the episode Mm -hmm. she's kind of nitpicking him for every single thing and then at the end he gets a little too intoxicated and uh, craziness ensues. Craziness <laughs> ensues. Um, yeah, so this is our first introduction to the party down um, staff of caterers who we will come to know and love. We're um, introduced to Ron Donald, which is like <laughs> one of the great character names <laughs> in the history of television. It's so true. <laughs> You know, because obviously when you hear Ron Donald, you're like, Ronald Donald? Ron, Ronald Nick, not Ron, yeah, Ron, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, our, our very opening scene is um, Ken Marino as Ron Donald telling us at Party Down, we have a simple motto. It's your party. You deserve to enjoy it. But how are you going to enjoy the party if you're worried about whether the shrimp cocktail has been sitting out too long or if there's enough ice or do the guests think the party's lame or are people stealing stuff or going through the medicine cabinets because they're nosy <laughs> or because they might sign on something that'll give them a rock and buzz. I used to do that the last thing, but not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so like that intro right then and there, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> We get a lot. We get a yeah. lot of Ron Donald. A little that- too much information, which is classically him as mm-hmm. we go along. Like he just loves to share a little too much. Um, <laughs> he's he's sort of uh, this tragic character that like is so earnest. I yes. want to say yes, and he he really does want to perform to the utmost, you know, uh, ability and and really present like the best. Uh, he possibly can in his specific role, but also, you know, as a representative for the catering company. And he wants everybody who's sort of below him to be on their best behavior. But boy, oh boy, it is like hurting cats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very, he, he's, you're right, Emily. He's very earnest. There's a lot of pathos in this character. We get like that he has this kind of checkered past and he's trying to turn his life around and now he's team leader of Mm -hmm. this at this catering company um and he has a dream emily yes that that dream (laughs) is to run a super crackers yes and uh for those of you who aren't familiar with super crackers it is an all-you-can-eat soup and salad place is this a real place yeah it is a real I, no, place? I don't think it is. Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. No, no, no. I was like, oh my God. You just honestly blew I'm gonna look my it up. mind. I, I meant yeah. to do this uh, mm. super crackers. So they have you get they have unlimited salads, but they're known for their soups. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're known for their soups. Um, this is his dream. It's uh and we learn later in a later episode that it's supposed to be the fastest growing non-poultry, non-coffee <laughs> franchise in Southern California. Um, Google tells me that this is completely fabricated for the show. Okay. <laughs> Just well, to confirm. Good, I think it, I think it's a flawed concept. So I'm glad. I'm glad that it doesn't actually exist. But but Speak Ron- for yourself. I love all you can eat soup. <laughs> The buffet soup, though, Emily, like with the no. skin go no. on the top. No, no, no. <laughs> no thank you. 
No, so, I'm actually so not quick, a big so, soup person. So quickly, if you, know you me. went on the record as saying like, I do not want to be associated with this. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so what Ron's really going for is he wants to impress um, Alan Duck, who is the CEO of Party Down Catering, because he's hoping to get an investor to make his super crackers dreams come true. Um, in this episode, we also get introduced to. Henry, who mm -hmm. is uh, Adam Scott, sort of, I guess, the protagonist of the part of Party Down. I think he's probably um, the person who we're supposed to see this world through his eyes. And yes. he's returning to Party Down Catering after eight years having failed in his acting career. Yeah. So right off the bat, you can kind of feel like his energy and what he's sort of walking into as somebody who, you know, tried to to make it big and as we learn in this episode is pretty recognizable for one mm -hmm. specific role. Um but later on in the series he says, "Yeah, like well do you remember me from anything else? Like that's the whole point. Like that's why I'm back here." Um and you know, there's a level I actually have dreams <laughs> like this myself where it's like I left the job and I went out to do the new job, which is uh -huh. my current job. And oh. then I come back to my old job because I didn't make it. So this is like a real sort of fear of mine, clearly. Wow. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, I think it's it's really hard to kind of turn around and go back with your tail between your legs, uh, having not been able to fulfill the dream that you had. So he's really coming to this with an, with an energy that is pretty low. You know, he's bummed out, but it's also like, I'm just here to show up and make the money and hopefully, you know, figure out my next move. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you that you said like that there's something relatable about Henry's story because one of the things that I I've always really liked about Party Down is I feel like there's sometimes there's this um tendency like you see these kind of very inside Hollywood shows that get written and produced and I feel like that they fail to like kind of hit with a broader audience because yeah. it's a little bit like people are writing what they know so they can write really well about it right because all of the Hollywood writers and actors are insiders but then at the same time like it's not relatable because most people don't live in that world but I right. think that what Party Down does is it like captures this world of like struggling and washed up Hollywood people so we're, we learn like Henry is an actor Constance is an actor. Casey is an aspiring comedian. Yeah. We get Roman, who's a writer. So everybody has this connection to Hollywood, but they're all kind of in this shitty job that's like <laughs> not, it's not the goal for anybody like right. to be there, but we've all been in these jobs, mm -hmm. right? And we've Absolutely. all had these moments where it's like, this is what I'm doing, but this isn't who I am. But right. am I ever going to be who I think of myself yeah. as 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 wanting to be and like I feel like that makes all of these characters really really relatable yeah even if most of us are not famous for being in a beer commercial totally and even Ron has that level to him too because he wants to move past this he wants to open this franchise like that's not catering that's a completely mm -hmm. different that's business. The big time yeah <laughs> yeah so like I think everyone is looking you know, for the next big thing for themselves personally. But in the meantime, they're slinging derves. So like <laughs> slinging derves, slinging derves. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that really works and it makes these characters really, really funny and, uh, and also relatable. Um, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. 
Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So speaking of uh, funny and relatable characters, we also meet... Casey Klein. Mm-hmm. Um, so Casey Klein is played by Lizzie Kaplan. She's a uh, an aspiring comedian, which you would know from her natural hilarity. And um, <laughs> we learn that like Casey is kind of in the midst. We meet her in the midst of this existential crisis because her husband has recently gotten a job in Vermont and wants Casey to move with him. But Casey um, is really, um, you know, not ready to make that move and still wants to stay in LA to give her career a chance. Um, Casey's kind of always on the phone doing something that's not her job. (laughs) Which I feel like is true to life for some cater waiters. Mm -hmm. There's like this one situation I had where this guy was just on the phone the entire time. And I'm sure he was dealing with like some sort of personal crisis, but Mm -hmm. like all of us just kept being like, this guy's been on the phone like the whole time in the back room. Like, you know, and it happens. It totally does. This is the nature of like people's actual lives and the fact that they're, you know, doing a crap job that they don't really want to be at, at like, you know, 7 PM at night or like 2 Mm -hmm. PM on a Saturday. Like, you know, when everybody else is free, you're the one that's still working. So it's, it's really interesting uh, to kind of like watch everyone being like, Oh, here I am again. All right. I'm showing up for this. Going to do that. But Casey's, situation is pretty interesting because it just feels like she's always in these really tense conversations Mm -hmm. with her husband Mm -hmm. she's yelling at him he's calling he's threatening to show up on site at this this event um which is very inappropriate um this is clearly a troubled marriage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't like we we were we learn about Casey's marriage and we're sort of instantly, you know, not really rooting for these two kids no. to work it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Case so Casey and um Henry, you know, meet for the first time. Um Casey's going to ask Henry to intercept her husband from yeah. storming the event and making a scene, which seems like a pretty big ask of your, yeah. your new colleague here. 
Mm -hmm, definitely. But she clearly, you know, is just trying to get through this event without, you know, ruffling mm -hmm. too many feathers. Ron's already annoyed with her. Like she shouldn't be on the phone, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. Casey's already on final warning. Yeah. With Ron. She is. She is. <laughs> Ron's warnings, by the way, like the way that he just like disciplines, like I say mm, this with quotations yeah. in the air, like it's so funny and so ineffective. Like he's so bad at that. Yeah. Ron is, he's definitely like the Michael Scott of this yes. world, like yeah. is in the kind of like maybe well-meaning, often mm -hmm. off-putting kind yeah. of like ineffective manager. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, I don't know. You do, I do feel I do feel for Ron. He's at least he's at least trying. Yeah. And he's yeah. and this is not this is not a a great team. Um no. he's, he doesn't have the best of the best backing him up. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, but you know, I think like between Henry and Casey and like everybody else, like they're all at least like this motley crew that gets along with each other for the most part. Mm -hmm. But maybe we get into like the dynamics of Roman and Kyle oh, a little yeah. bit here because it's a little contentious at times. Yes. Yeah. So I, I love Roman. I love <laughs> Roman. Roman portrayed by Martin Starr. First, like, I'll just say he is, he is the worst. He's like, yes. he, he's, he's terrible. In so many ways, I feel yes. like I, I feel like I've known a lot of people that are kind of like Roman. You I feel know a lot like... of incels. <laughs> the original incel like, was, yeah. was was Roman like the the first incel? Like I don't feel like you heard the term incel no. in two thousand nine. No. Like definitely not. <laughs> is he is he like the, the prototype of the incel? I mean, maybe ask some of the incels you know. I guess. <laughs> It's like now I know who you hang out with. I mean, look, we all we all know we all yeah. know this guy. We like, know we all know a Roman, like somebody who's like a little pretentious about like a very niche subject yes. and like defensive about it and you know, misogynistic to an extent. Mm -hmm. So and, Roman, yeah. yeah, Roman is he's not an actor, Emily. He's he's a writer. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's a writer. Respect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 he hasn't sold a script, but that's not his fault. It's because everybody else is stupid. Right. Yeah. It's it's everyone else's problem and not his. Yeah. Um, someone just hasn't seen his creative genius yet. And it's just a mm -hmm. matter of time. Um, but he keeps being overlooked mm -hmm. and, you know, and, he's... Over and overlooked by women. Yeah. Uh, very unfairly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so perfect foil to Roman is Kyle, who mm -hmm. is like. Such a he's a himbo, <laughs> a himbo, uh, the the male version of a bimbo, of a bimbo. right? Okay. So he's like, so Kyle this is the is... first time I'm hearing this. Oh, so this is, okay, I, oh, we're all and, learning together. No, here the incels and the himbos, they're out okay. What is it? The chat, what is the thing? The Chad and the oh, I mean, guys, I'm sorry, never mind. I go, I, <laughs> um, but Kyle is Kyle's a struggling actor, he's mm -hmm. a model, he's in a band, as Henry calls it. Oh, so you're like in the overall handsome business, yes, <laughs> yes, pretty much. Um, he's uh, he's auditioning for this show called Palisades, um, and practicing his lines with Constance. Um, he's Kyle, uh, we're gonna learn, like, he you know, he's gonna seduce the host teenage daughter at this party <laughs> like with like every party like there's women who are attracted to him yeah um you know so kyle and roman kind of make this like odd couple frenemy pair yeah. where mm -hmm. um you know they couldn't be more different in all of these ways and they both um are trying to um 
they're 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 both constantly trying to get the other one. So Roman is like the one who's initially sort of tr- making eyes at the um, this teenage daughter. This teenage, <laughs> like this 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 girl cannot be older than like 16, 17. I looked it up actually because I oh, was good. like, this is troubling to me. She yes. was 18 when this was filmed. She was eight, like the actress yeah. was 18. Yeah, the actress was 18. The character <laughs> looks 15. Looks like she could be 15. I mean, yeah, she looks really young. But like uh, they do a good job of casting somebody that looks really young, I guess. But like either way. But like Kyle and Roman are like in their like late 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Or mid 20s. Mid to mid early to, 20s. Mid to yeah. late 20s. Um, I don't know. And they're at work. It's like, it's very gross. It's very gross. I would not be happy if I was the host of this party. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I would not be worrying about if the shrimp cocktail was out for too long. Mm -hmm. I would be like, no, perhaps my teenage daughter should not be making out with one of the cater waiters. (laughs) But, um, you know, that's beside the point, I guess. But either way, like, we, we often see these moments where one of them is checking out, like, it's usually Roman checking out a woman Mm -hmm. and then Kyle swooping in and getting the woman's attention and ultimately, you know, making out with the woman, whatever. And Roman increasingly angry that he never has a shot, but we'll learn later on that Roman is terrible at picking women. Oh, yeah. He's easily one Mm -hmm. of the, like, he just doesn't have any sort of finesse whatsoever um, and that really works to his detriment in a lot of ways. So yeah, you gotta just be Emily. <laughs> That's how you do it. You gotta just be. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, these two, I think are so hilarious yeah. Yeah. together. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Kyle is going to end up like kind of getting this girl like in bed in her room. Um, there's this really funny plot of, um, Henry comes in with his shirt is not pressed enough. It's not a sharp. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is it? A crisp, a crisp white crisp. shirt. It's not crisp enough. No. Nope. So Ron gives Henry his backup shirt, which is hilariously too big on him. <laughs> later, um, <laughs> later, Ron is stabbed in the thigh by one of the children at the party and spills <laughs> some juice all over his shirt. Then he has to put on. There's like a lot of shirt switching going yeah. on. But what happens is Ron has a stain that he's trying to correct <laughs> on his pants. Um, and he's in the daughter's bathroom while Kyle and she are making out. And it looks like he's doing something very inappropriate. Emily. Yes. He's cleaning the crotch of his pants, but he had to rub away. something out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and so basically Kyle and this girl sort of like sit up for a second. And they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, no, 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 no. I was just rubbing something out of my pants. And, and you know, he just says all of the wrong things, all the wrong, which things. is just so classically Ron. I used um, my, I used my stick on your mom this morning and she loved it. <laughs> so like, this is setting the tone, mm-hmm. right? Like, and then we have Constance. Constance. Constance yeah. played by Jane Lynch. So yeah. she I'm pretty sure like she just channels Constance in basically every role she's ever done. It's so it's 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 the funny it like I mean it, this is not a Jane Lynch that you've never seen before no, if no. you're watching this, but I do yeah. feel like this is like distilling like all of the funniness yes. and like putting it in this like highly concentrated <laughs> dose of Jane Lynch. Yeah. Um, playing this kind of like like is she a washed up actress is she a never was is yeah. she like she's but, but she's uh, everybody knows her at the same time too like but not for acting necessarily mm-hmm. she yeah. like 
is very interactive with with guests. Like she's, she's not yeah. appropriately yeah. familiar with people. Yeah, yeah. Like there's just a lot going on. Like she's super soaker, like with mm-hmm. the kids. Like she's like, run, you know, like high fiving people who are winning awards during this. It's so small. I could put her in my pocket. Like I, like <laughs> so she kills me in this. Like, and she's it's, so it's funny. a really perfect Jane Lynch role. Like mm-hmm. I just think. You know, we know we know her and we love her, but like this is yeah, like you said, distilled in like the best way possible. So it's like a shot of Jane every time. Yes, a shot of Jane. We're first introduced to her when she's eating the cheese from one of the party platters, and yes. Rod is going to reprimand her. And then when she does, is she just like kind of like lets the cheese like fall like out, out of her mouth, mouth into the sink in this like really <laughs> gross way it's just like it's just brilliant brilliant comedy yeah. um but she has this kind of like sweet sweet relationship with Kyle where she sort of mentors him and yeah. seems really invested in his career and, and they like, basically have the same hair which is also <laughs> hilarious <laughs> that was that that was what 2009 was all about yeah <laughs> That like windswept mm-hmm. look that it's like are yeah. are, are you like a nineteen year old surfer dude yeah. or are you a, a sensible woman in your fifties like that was <laughs> or are you Justin Bieber like that it was like those three things right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's the really same, what it was all the same look mm-hmm. um yeah um you know so uh, Roman who is upset about Kyle moving in on his girl is going to pretend to be the producer from the Palisades and prank Kyle by leaving a fake message saying that um, they want the character to have ball cancer, which of course leads Kyle to decide that he has to shave all of his hair immediately at the party. He can't wait to go Emily, he can't wait to go home and be in his own bathroom. He decides to start shaving his eyebrows in the host's like powder room <laughs> off the kitchen like and this yeah this is insane behavior well this is what I meant when I said herding cats right <laughs> like they're doing literally almost everything but passing hors d'oeuvres and mm, making drinks mm-hmm. and like you know I think the reality of a catering company is such that there is a lot of downtime you hurry up and wait a lot of the time mm-hmm. because like you, you have to you know pace how you're passing stuff out and like you're waiting for guests you know, a lot of times you're circulating the same tray of food with the same like 20 people and like they're only going to take so much cheese off of that tray, right? Or or whatever other hors d'oeuvre you have. And so it leads to a lot of downtime where you do have, you know, these conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think even though, like I said before, I'm mostly back of house. Yeah. There are times where you're waiting to cut someone's wedding cake and you have like 45 minutes to an hour and you just hear all the first dances and you just stand around and everybody had dinner and you're making sure your vendors have been fed. Mm. But, you know, you have time. You catch up with people. You know, it's. It's very, you know, you know, reminiscent of of like this, but maybe not as unprofessional. <laughs> I don't think I've ever known someone to shave while they're on the job. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they're know. just more discreet about it. Maybe they Perhaps. shaved in, 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 in a, a non-visible part of their body. Um, well, speaking of having conversations with the guests, um, yes. Henry gets into this existential conversation with the um, party host's uh, husband. I think his name is Gordon, I believe, um, played by um, Enrico Colatoni. And 
we see like, you know, Henry is obviously at a very low point in his life where he's kind of facing up to the failure of his career. But this and he's saying, you know, I kind of envy your life. You have a wife, you have a family, you have all of this. Um, but um, but this is not where Gordon is at. He's, you know, reminiscing about, you know, his spontaneous days, like chasing a dream um, and offers to switch lives with Henry. But unfortunately, Henry doesn't know anything about estate law. Um, this plot line builds to... Um, Gordon deciding in a spontaneous moment to strip naked and jump into the pool <laughs> at the same time that Henry is uh, intercepting Casey's husband and also falls into yeah. the pool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, probably not how we expected this to happen. Um, probably ruins uh, Gordon's wife's night. because She's mm -hmm. not thrilled about any no, of this. No, no. Um, but, you know, it's sort of classically the kickoff of this entire show where we're like, okay, there's crazy stuff that happens at parties, especially at the end. And, you know, we see Henry really step up and protect Casey, even though she can't for the life of her remember his name throughout the entire yeah. episode because he's the new guy. Right. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But it's it's fun to kind of watch all of these different plot lines sort of synthesize together in the first episode. Cause we're watching Henry sort of be like, Oh man, here I am again, like back in the world of catering and like, what is this going to look like for me? And then people are recognizing him and saying like, wait a second, mm -hmm. I do recognize you. You did that commercial. What it was the tagline. And he's like, <laughs> Oh God. And then everybody around him is like, Oh, mm -hmm. I'm working with the guy who used to be in this beer commercial. And we're watching Casey kind of like come to terms with like, you know, I have a, a shit job and a shit husband and like, what am I going to do? And then we're watching everyone else kind of mess with each other and Ron making an absolute, you know, fool mm -hmm. of himself in the process and not getting tipped very well or having yes. a, a good like, you know, review card to hand in yes. to, to Mr. Duck at the end of the day, yeah. right? Yeah. Despite betting on themselves and putting out the tip <laughs> jar, instead of going for the 20%, mm -hmm. um, they end up all leaving with $14. I think Henry just gets $13 to change probably <laughs> yeah. for falling into the pool. Mm -hmm. um, that was frowned upon. Um, and, um, but, you know, and, and Henry's secret is revealed. He's the, are you having yet? Are we having fun yet? Beer commercial guy. Yeah. Um, and for his service, he gets uh, to go uh, have some fun in the car with one of the attractive party guests. Emily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then she makes him say the tagline mm. again in he a very, you know, sort of compromised moment. He didn't like that. He no. lost interest in their mutual activity <laughs> after that. And that's what wraps the first episode. <laughs> that's what wraps the first episode. Um, there's a couple of funny quotes that I highlighted mm -hmm. in the episode. Um, well, Ron is really funny when he gets busted by um, the teenage daughter and he's begging because he's really, really wants this positive comment card. And he just says, if you tell your mom, I will just destroy you. <laughs> And like saying that to like a teenager, like, what are you doing, man? Like, come on. Really? Um, <laughs> He's really, really yeah. disturbing. Um, I, Constance has great lines. Like she does a lot of the reminiscing about back in the day. Yeah. You know what Gene Hackman said to me when we were shooting Lucky Lady? He said, you should be committed. 
<laughs> like, and she's just so intense. She doesn't realize she's coming off this way at all. Um, which is just such a great character mm-hmm. trait for her um, <laughs> and something that she nails every time. So it's, it's really mm-hmm. pretty excellent. Um, and I love uh, one of one of the funny Roman lines. Um, you know, Ron's disappointed that they're supposed to be playing music, and Roman's not playing the music. He's supposed to be DJing. And he <laughs> says, "What am I not hearing?" And Roman says, "I don't know a squid. There are other <laughs> options." <laughs> yeah. So everyone just gives each other a real hard time, mm-hmm. um, but that sets the stage for how they sort of interact in the subsequent episodes, which is, yes. uh, you know, what we should move on to next, I yeah, guess. So that's, to yeah, that's, too? that's the homeowners party. Let's go to the California College Conservative <laughs> Union Caucus. <laughs> Episode two, also directed by Fred Savage, just aired on March 27th, 2009, uh, written by, teleplay by John Enbaum and story by Rob Thomas and John Enbaum. So This event, Emily, Mm -hmm. is a college conservative caucus event, which it seems like they have to do some official business, like, you know, vote on a theme for next year. Yes. Um, But what's really exciting is that they're going to have a very special guest. Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger is scheduled to attend and the organization will present him with a gift. Have you ever catered a college political caucus event i cannot say that i have (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is uh one that uh very interesting perspective in this um and it 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 definitely is of a time because like we're talking about arnold schwarzenegger who was the governor and that has not been the case for yeah that has not been the case for a while now Mm -hmm. um so it's also like a very different moment in our political history um to put it lightly Mm -hmm. um yeah so this is um there's some notable guest stars in this episode we have josh gad who plays the secretary that's the third executive in command of the of the conservative (laughs) union yeah he's very sensitive about being the secretary Mm -hmm. wants you to know that it is very important role (laughs) Mm -hmm. not the kind of female clerical type of secretary definitely Um, not and then we also have jason doring who um is another veronica mars actor there um they have some drinks at this party, some uh, virgin cocktails like the Giuliani and the Freedom Teeny. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we'd be making a drink about Rudy Giuliani these days, but if we did, it would not. be like oh staining goodness. the side of a glass. I don't know. Um, yeah, he's, he, yeah, the, the times have changed, mm-hmm. I gotta say. They, they really have. <laughs> um yeah. So, um, yeah, so Henry is, uh, you know, we'll, we can go through some of these characters. Um, Henry is really, you know, continuing to just bring like a lot of um, sad, depressed energy about his failed career here. Um, he and Casey are really starting to establish this will they, won't they dynamic. Yeah. Um, you know, we see that Henry's like, you know, popping pills and drinking a lot. There's a lot of drinking on the job that happens here. Yes. Emily. Yes. And I would say that that is, you know, sometimes true in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think everyone kind of keeps it together for the most part. But towards the end of the night when it's been a, a big, you know, it's it's a restaurant business kind of, you know, sort of working in hospitality. There's not going to be a moment where there isn't a lot of like alcohol and food around but i would say like the excess drinking that's on this show specifically is not necessarily typical of what happens Mm -hmm. in real life um 
But like, also we're dealing with, you know, pretty troubled individuals, like people Mm -hmm. that are like, you know, Ron, we have in recovery right now. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, Henry, who doesn't seem too thrilled about where he's working. So like, how does he pass the time and get through it? It's sort of like self-medicating right now. And then we have Casey who's dealing with, you know, increasingly difficult choice of like, do I move to Burlington, Vermont or not? So Mm. she's, you know, we see her like taking shots every once in a while, which is also interesting. Um, Yeah. But yeah, there is a lot of drinking. (laughs) A lot of, a lot of drinking. Yeah. As Henry says, um, you know, like one of the guests asks, is anything broken when he sees him taking painkillers? Just my career and my life. So I abuse painkillers and drink too much. Defeatism, I know. I'm a liberal. It's not your problem. (laughs) Yeah, and you know that they like it's it's written really perfectly for this type of area and discourse of oh like I'm a liberal like you don't don't worry about me like it's not your problem <laughs> I'm, I'm the lost cause yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um I'm I'm waiting for the government to give me a handout right right and like all of this discussion amongst uh the different people who belong to this uh, conservative group who are like well you know what my father always said <laughs> yeah these like these like. <laughs> These little twerps seem like really <laughs> intent on giving, you know, these unsolicited advice unsolicited about quitting. Yeah. About their lives. Um, it's real. So the, you know, they kind of becomes a thing where different members of this college conservative caucus are um, trying to give Henry a pep talk that he shouldn't be a quitter. He shouldn't have left acting. And at one point, one of the funny quotes that I highlighted is, um, you know, nobody ever accomplished it something by quitting what if ronald reagan quit in case he said quit acting he did (laughs) yeah that's where i got the idea (laughs) yeah there's a lot of uh sort of ethos of like the conservative uh mentality sort of injected into a lot of the conversations that are happening Mm -hmm. and very patronizing you know kind of perspectives that are thrown on to everybody but I suppose you could say that on the other side of things too Uh, but like either way it's it's a very intense sort of like personal responsibility pull yourself up by your bootstraps sort of conversation that we're hearing a lot of Um, which you know if the shoe fits uh, but it's yeah it's just like you know coming from like 17 and 18 year old like privileged college students who've never actually done anything with their lives it's like it's a little bit tough to take um but you know that's definitely that's definitely the note that they're going for Mm -hmm. um so Casey as you said Emily is struggling with this decision to move to Vermont she has this brochure for (laughs) the yucks which is a comedy group based in Vermont so she doesn't have to give up her dream Emily she can be a part of the yucks that's right um but just the name in in and of itself you know conjures not the best thoughts or feelings I mean Mm -hmm. you know she's like oh my god this is what I would move for and then she has a woman who is uh, a girlfriend of one of the guys who belongs to the caucus and she's like, oh, my gosh, um, the Yucks, they're hilarious. I grew I up in yucks. Burlington. Like, oh, my gosh, is this yours? Thing? And like, so Casey kind of like picks her brain a little bit about mm-hmm. like, what's it like? Aren't the winters cold? Like what, you know, well, I really miss the seasons, you know. <laughs> it's so nice to have seasons there and it's, it's all about family values and like, you know, the whole thing. And Casey's like, Oh, all right. And like, you know, it's good to get feedback from, you know, somebody else on, on the uh, geographical space you might relocate to, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's pretty clear that Casey is not thrilled or hyped about it. And even if she's trying to put a good face, you know, forward. 
Yeah, it's um, not it's not her vibe. But definitely the, not her vibe. But at, the, but at the same time, like I think that in talking to this woman at the party, she sort of realized that it's not that Vermont could be okay, but that's not really the problem. Yeah. The problem is like, you know, she doesn't want to be told what to do and she doesn't want to give up on her career. Um, and even though in this episode she's also gonna find out that she doesn't book another show that she's up for like even though her career isn't going well like she's sort of in this position where she's thinking do I quit and go and do something else or do I stick it out and try to pursue my dream even if my dream is looking like it might be harder to get to than I would like it to be and then Henry kind of exists as this cautionary tale right yeah yeah who got a break and didn't parlay it into anything else so there's this running thread where Henry is kind of trying to give her advice throughout the episode and she doesn't want to hear it. Yeah. Um, so um, we'll get to, we'll, we'll kind of finish out with Ron cause he kind of has the, the um, he really kind of has the climax of the episode, but um, <laughs> what Roman is doing here is like, he's really interested in trying to sneak a script into uh, to Arnold Schwarzenegger during the event. He has written a script called terror bird, which Kyle thinks is really dumb. Um, <laughs> there's a funny part where Kyle asks Constance, like, how big would a bird have to be for you to be afraid of it? Constance says, I don't know, 100 feet, 200. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, no. And we see um, Roman like sneak it into a briefcase that uh, has been designated for, mm-hmm. for the governor, right? Yes. So they have this briefcase that they've set aside. It has um, a flag that was rescued mm-hmm. from a rock, mm-hmm. I think. Or is yes, it and it was, fo- it was folded properly. It was, uh, it was yeah. actually out in theater. So it's very significant. Yes. Um, and there's Cuban cigars mm-hmm. in this, which, which is a point of contention as well. Yes. Um, but Henry, but uh, Kyle is, I'm sorry. Roman is not only going to slip the script into this gift, but he's also got his grubby barbecue sauce hands <laughs> all over it because um, he's been eating. He's very excited that this event actually has red meat and he's been eating the food the entire time. Yeah. So Ron catches him kind of like mm-hmm. eating barbecue ribs at like the second time he's gone into this like off limits room um, with Josh Gad's character. And Josh Gad's like, I told you, no one's supposed to be back here. This is where the gift for Arnold is. And, you know, and Ron is like, do you think I could meet him? Like, oh, my God. And he's like, you know, I really, I really understand what everybody's about at this caucus. Mm-hmm. It's all about like working really hard and like putting your best foot forward. And like, again, like Ron's eagerness, his like yeah. earnestness to like really not only people please with the client, but also just sort of like blend in and like mm-hmm. feel normal. He, I he think wants there's to be a ex- lot there. He wants to be accepted by this yeah. Josh Gad character who, again, is like, <laughs> he's like a dick to him. He's not nice. A old twerp who's yeah. in this stupid college caucus. Yeah. But, but, but Ron is like, like kind of like looking up to him yeah. and asking him for advice and like there and he learns like the formula for success is wor- success is work hard and you'll succeed and that's exactly what Ron is trying to do with super crackers it's so true i mean he's <laughs> he can almost taste it he's so close he's so um close. 
But yeah, so Ron kind of intercepts uh, Roman in this weird mm-hmm. moment where he's like, hold on a second. And he opens the briefcase for Arnold and sees that not only has Roman stuffed his script in there, but then the barbecue sauce got on the flag. Uh-oh. And this is a flag that's already been, you know, uh, pretty damaged from being in combat, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's folded specifically, like we said. It's, it's you know, it's really a treasured momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. he he kind of panics and throws it into a, a washing machine on site, which is there also a, another yeah. thing. There I'm was like, a washing that? machine very nearby. Yes. I mean, yeah. This is like a classic comedy pre- premise where it's like, Somebody does something that kind of like messes up and then it just kind of compounds and snowballs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Ron does the wrong thing, which is like throw it into the wash. Yeah. Uh Oh, he puts in bleach. So then (laughs) he ends up washing the flag, like completely ruining it and bleaching. It's obviously not folded correctly. He panics, pulls um, Henry out. They take down one of the flags that was just flying on a flagpole outside of the event. And they, they, and Ron starts to desecrate this replacement <laughs> flag. Um, he's actually pouring alcohol on it and burning it. Um, and they're amidst this like ridiculous scene uh, with Ron trying to throw dirt on a burning flag and flailing around and Henry's kind of off to the side. Um, and of course the whole party is looking out the window yeah. and sees them in action. And and so meanwhile, like we have Arnold running late. He's supposed to come and just make a quick appearance, but like they keep getting pushed back with the timeline. He's, mm-hmm. he's not able to show up when he says he is. And then the whole caucus finds out that the the cigars are indeed Cuban. Yeah. And they have a real problem supporting communists. You can't uh, give communist yeah. cigars to the conservative right. governor of, yeah. of Pennsylvania. Even though they I'm are the sorry. best in the world. The best in the world. Um, so what what uh what Ron decides to do to impress the the caucus is send Constance out on an errand because Constance in the meantime has been <laughs> Really making a mess of this whole thing. She's yeah. very distressed by some of the things she's overhearing at the party. She hears one of the guests make a gay joke. She hears another. Um, she notices that um, one of the black members of the caucus is not allowed to vote. Um, apparently, it's not because he's black, but it's because he's from Toronto, which, yeah. um, to which Johnson says, since when is Toronto not a part of the United States of America? <laughs> um, so she kind of gets put in time out. But this is a good task for her because it gets her away from the guests, go out to get non-Cuban cigars. But she gets <laughs> she she botches this task because the shop owner says, oh, you don't want these cigars. This this other kind of cigar is the best cigar in the world. So she gets another another bag of Cuban cigars. So then we have the situation where in the briefcase is this mess of a flag of a bleached flag um, and um, cigars with the labels off kind of dumped out of the box. Um, it's all in mess. time for Secret Service to show up yeah. and be like, uh, Arnold's not coming, but I will take this gift for him. And the guy is like, unbelievable. Like, if you know, just like, what the hell happened here? And so... You know, it's it's sort of classic party down in that like everyone's made a mockery of themselves in one way or another. Yeah. And managed to sort of self-sabotage in a way that like didn't really need to happen, but did. Um, so we have a whole bunch of like pretty upset caucus members, the Secret Service guy who's like 
kind of like, is this a joke? But then he's smoking the cigar in the car. And yes. he's like, yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, we have a really good credit scene here with Arnold's assistant in the car <laughs> smoking the Cuban cigar yeah. and reading Roman's script. Also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, not, all's not lost specifically mm-hmm. uh, in this, but, you know, it, it does sort of continue to set the tone for like, is there any way we can have an event that's like somewhat successful without everyone getting in their own way. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Does that lead us to episode yeah. number three? Yeah. There's a, there's just a couple of funny quotes that yes. I wanted to call out from this. Um, when Constance is trying to console Henry, she tells him about a friend of hers who quit acting on his 60th birthday. And a week later, he died. Mm. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of confusion about this. And um Dreams are a life force, Emily. That's the point. Don't give up on your dreams. There's a life force, even though he like backed off of a uh, of a uh, of a pier at Venice Beach. Yeah, that's how he died. But um, yeah. and uh, another thing I thought was funny is that the conservatives are voting on a theme for next year. Together, we're building a better, brighter tomorrow. But that gets voted down because together sounds too socialist. <laughs> oh man, oh, oh. the things that were to come from that. I know. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode three. So yeah. uh, this is Pepper McMaster's <gasps> singles seminar. This was directed by Brian Corden and and uh, and directed and uh, written by Josh and Bob. Yeah, this is a great episode. I have to say, I think that episode two the conservative event is a little bit weak it had some funny moments but this episode this episode is really funny um the 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 party here is uh the crew thinks that it's a regular singles mixer but it's a special seniors mixer for seniors who are attending because pepper mcmaster is kind of this self-help guru type who has got such a good name i love her name so much spice up your love life with some pepper emily absolutely absolutely her book Um, is called seniorlicious (laughs) it's really good she's played by mary lou henner um and we also have another great guest in this episode ed begley jr who is like just an who, who you know from everything yeah um yeah mary lou henner like what are some of her uh no oh so she's from taxi going way oh, way back okay um but i mean she's like she's I, a very I, familiar face very like, familiar it's, face it's definitely... LA, la story um i see here like she's i mean she's she she works she yeah. gets she gets work um and <laughs> she she's works very funny. She does. <laughs> 
and she works it in this episode. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. Um, no, she's she's hilarious in this, and mm-hmm. I think you know everybody else is too because they're like, oh man, we're going to a singles night. We'll clean up tonight, and then they walk in and they're like, what the hell is this? Ew, everybody's so old. Yeah, like why are they getting together like this? And like Constance says something amazing where she's like, just wrinkled parts rubbing, pounding up wrinkled yeah. parts, other wrinkled parts. Yeah, everybody is is kind of horrified. Yeah. by the even I though mean, like it's totally normal looking, it's just like a bunch of boomers hanging out. Like it's really not bad. It's yeah. not like they walked into an orgy, which is, uh, might I say, maybe a oh, spoiler uh, for maybe later a, on upcoming. But um, <laughs> yeah, so. It, it, particularly it's it's ron is freaked out um roman and kyle and constance is really freaked out about it even though mm-hmm. it seems like this might be her age cohort whether yes. or not she wants to admit it and yeah. um and that's kind of exemplified by the fact that constance runs in to one of the guests at this mixer is somebody that she's very familiar with an old flame from 25 years ago, Bruce Nesbitt played by Ed Begley Jr. (laughs) Um, He has a little trouble. She has a little trouble placing him at first. Well, this is like the layers of Constance again, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're like, like are you a successful actor are you not like how old are you which is brought up in the show too at one point it's like how old are you like you said you were in this when you were like you know this like like how what is this and like this is part of it too where she's like you are this guy and he's like nope and she's like this guy nope what about this? Didn't we meet on the, like, you know, he, he's like, Constance, don't you remember we were there? And, mm-hmm. and she just like, cannot mm-hmm. remember him at first. And then finally he like, you know, it, it's, it's almost like watching a fake psychic where they're like, you know, someone with the mm-hmm. name Jay. And he's yeah. Like, yeah. My name's Jack. Jack. That's right. Like, you know, it's one of those things where it's mm-hmm. just so many leading questions that he answers that she finally is like, Oh yeah, I definitely remember you. And she, you know, she does kind of, you know get to that point later she in the does. episode yes but it, it's 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 another layer of her it's like, another layer right no so, yeah, yeah like, so you you get the impression that these kind so like what we know is that you know about 25 years ago constance and bruce were i think like were they in cabo or somewhere yeah, they like they, yeah. ran, they 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 ran into each other and kind of hooked up in some vacation destination um and like had lots of sexual escapades in <laughs> phone booths and every like all around um and you get the impression that that's like maybe a very typical occurrence for the constants yeah. of 25 years ago that yeah. there were a lot of Bruce Nesbits in her past mm-hmm. um and you know even though she's like at first like really put off by everybody they eventually end up with like an assist from Henry getting high together in the bathroom and they <laughs> seem to be like having a really 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 great time but she rejects him when he tries to like invite her over later because you know she said thinks everybody at this party is a bunch of creepy old freaks and um, <laughs> And she doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's very funny to me. I, I just uh, like 
<laughs> and like later on in the series too, like mm-hmm. she continued, like, like you said, her cohort is generally older men. So it's very, very funny to me yeah. that yeah. she's so turned off by this specific group of people. Right. And I think it's like, again, speaking to like the Hollywood actor, like, you know, like yeah. you, like you never want to re- actually reveal your age and age yeah. yourself out of any roles. And That's she's true. like, clearly like has this camaraderie with Kyle and is trying to consider him more like a peer. Like, I don't think that there's anything like romantic, but but it's like, she's trying to like identify more as like this younger ageless, like still, like, I don't think that she wants to think of herself as being in that phase of life. And I think it's like that, that's kind of a, maybe a more of a common mindset in Hollywood to be Mm -hmm. a little bit in denial about that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, but, but uh no Hen- go ahead i mean henry thinks that what bruce and constance have is like very very sweet mm-hmm. and like we hear from him that you know he's kind of trying to turn he's he's he brought a lot of like sad sack energy in the first two episodes but now he wants to throw himself into the job he's got some bartender moves he says like let the job fill my emptiness um <laughs> Which is still pretty depressing, but you know, mm, especially uh, given the nature of the job. Yeah, um, yeah. But his chemistry with everybody is like warming up a little bit, where he's kind of getting the flow of things, and it's it's not just you know absolute dread. I mean, there's a level mm-hmm. of that I think baseline for him, no matter what he does, and sarcasm along with it. But that's mm-hmm. what makes him so funny. And uh, he at least you can tell he brightens up when he sees Casey, and we're mm-hmm. all like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, Casey, you still with that dirtbag of a husband? <laughs> Sounds like it, you know, like cut it off, get it done. Um, So clearly she's still fighting with him uh, Mm -hmm. in this episode. Yeah. He's given her an ultimatum um, that, you know, she basically, he's like saying, you know, move to Vermont. Yeah. Or it's over. And, um, you know, Casey looks to Pepper for some advice because, you know, she's Pepper McMaster. She wrote Senior Licious. Um, You know, she's. (laughs) She's obviously knows what's what, what's going on. Um, and and Pepper really empowers her like about this idea of being on her own and not defining her life in relationship to a man. Casey says you should write your name on the earth in gasoline and set that shit on fire. <laughs> Casey's also been drinking a few yeah, vodka, yeah. vodka straight up uh, during this party. Um, and then Casey asks Pepper, have you ever given that speech to someone before who did exactly what you told them? to do and it ruined their life and then pepper like is like um i'm needed over here i'll be right back (laughs) and like that's it so uh you know her track record might not be squeaky clean then uh there might Mm -hmm. be a few seniors who have uh you know jumped and not been caught in the safety net so to speak well we can see some of the hazards of what this part what could happen at one of these parties (laughs) this is true um because uh because what happens during the party is there's there are some surprises. It's not just a mixer. Um, there's some there's some hired help. Um, we see like in this question and answer session at some point, a woman who is dressed as though she is one of the guests nurse then stands up and starts taking your clothes off <laughs> um, and uh, just there to wet the appetite a little bit. <laughs> And Bruce Nesbitt is going to get, you know, very excited by all of this and ends up maybe having a heart attack and passing out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, Bruce has been popping pills. Let me tell you, Mm -hmm. Bruce has got a little arsenal of like sort of uh, medications. He does. That would assist 
in different uh, relational uh, interactions with with people. Yeah. And part of that is sort of intercepted by Kyle at one point where he's like classic prank move of Mm -hmm. going after Roman Mm -hmm. because they're always at each other. And he's like, hey, um, can I get one of those? uh, One of those Insta boners. Insta boner (laughs) pills. uh, And how long does it take? And like, you know, so he he crushes a pill up Mm -hmm. and then puts it in Roman's ginger ale. And then Roman drinks it unknowingly, even though Mm -hmm. I would assume eating a crushed pill, it's got to be pretty bitter. Right. Um, I would think that the ginger ale would would, would have would have a taste to it. But um, but, you know, lucky for Kyle, Roman, (laughs) Roman doesn't notice. So like in the in the tet in the tet between Kyle and Roman now, um, you know, uh, Kyle's drugged Roman and now he's waiting for Roman to embarrass himself by yes. having an obvious boner at this singles party. And this is why um, Kyle is very excited when he sees the strippers because he's like, oh, okay, this is going to be the thing. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Where he's thing. like, yeah, 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 I'm into this. Um, <laughs> Roman ha- is, you know, sensing the trouble in the water and that Casey's marriage is on the rocks and gives Henry kind of the heads up that, um, if you th- if you're thinking about moving in on Casey, you got to get in line because uh, I'm in, I'm ahead of you. Um, shall I read the quote that he says to Henry in how he uh, rates her because it's absolutely ridiculous? Yes, please it's do. The craziest. Yeah. So Roman, you know, is kind of like, hey, that's my territory. So like, mm-hmm. watch it. But he's also like, well, she's not the hottest girl, but I'm not going to be like her brain is a nine. What about her tits? Don't get me wrong, she's got nice tits. <laughs> I give them a six. Her face is decent. I'd give it a six or a seven. Body, go to the gym once in a while, tone up that stomach overall, a six or a seven. Overall, it's like a 6.8, 6.9, 6.9 slash. (laughs) You're like, what? It's like, like, clearly he's given this a lot of thought, Emily. Clearly. (laughs) um, I love how he starts this off by saying, look, I'm not a shallow guy who only cares about her looks, but let me give you a very detailed like decimal point rating system of every single one of her bodies with, <laughs> with critique. Like he also goes on to like speculate about like what he likes in the pubic area. I mean, yeah, he's like, like it's he's too much. Super, he's super gross. Um, yeah. But anyway, the message to Henry is like, you know, I'm up next buddy. And it's like, okay, <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with that, Roman. Yeah, like I, I'd love. That. I I think she'd really be into knowing her score. <laughs> like maybe lead with that. Like yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, great, great constructive criticism. Right. There. But all of us as viewers see that, like you know, there's there's definitely some some chemistry there between yeah. Henry and Casey, and like what's gonna be the next move here? Mm-hmm. Because clearly the marriage is more than on the rocks mm-hmm. we think you know she's gonna call it pretty soon so. yeah by the end of this episode they're getting a divorce so yeah. that's i mean which is like this is like the most this is very efficient work of like we introduce the husband character yeah. we have a few phone calls and then it's a divorce yeah <laughs> seriously like, yeah they made it this is like an accelerated uh, the office plot line, like where it's yeah. like when Pam Pam comes in with a husband, like yeah, how many seasons of that yeah. were there? <laughs> like boom, boom, boom. We're gonna get this right yeah. over with. Um, speaking of the office, let's go back to our Michael Scott here in Ron Donald. Um, so um, he's uh, 
you know, he's again, like trying to get everybody in line because he's, um, you know, trying to just have the just, best performance rating. He really possible. wants to get a positive review on his comic card, Emily. And I love him for it because I, I, I am too driven by positive reviews. On my Me too. Comic cards. <laughs> I love, I love a positive review. Um, you know, he, when he walks in on Constance and Henry smoking in the bathroom, he's going to give them a pep talk about getting clean. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, they're very much not receptive <laughs> to this. He shows them a picture of his friends, like stump <laughs> where a foot used to be. And Henry's very confused. He's like, so pot made his foot fall off. <laughs> um But uh, there's a very funny scene where Ron is reacting to Bruce passing out in the middle of the party. Um, And he's like, oh, no, you're not a real nurse. And he goes to reach for somebody who looks like who's dressed as a police officer and accidentally like rips away his breakaway (laughs) clothes. He's like, Pepper says, they're all strippers. Like. (laughs) Oh, it's just so good. So Ron has to try to put. To, to gets like he has to try to resuscitate Bruce with mouth to mouth resuscitation. He's doing his best, um, but seeing Bruce almost you know in the throes of his last breaths, Constance all of a sudden decides that she does have feelings for this man. She doesn't want him to die, and she goes and runs to him, passionately kisses him, which is enough to bring him back to life. Um, and then Pepper tries to play it off like it's all part of the show and everyone's 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 happy. Oh, it's just absolute chaos. I love it. It's so good. It's just too good. I love this episode. It makes me, it, you can hear the smile in my voice right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. Yeah, this was this is one. This has so many funny Constance lines. Yes. Like yes. when they when they roll up to the party and they still think it's like a it's a it's a mix it's a singles mixer, but they don't know that it's for seniors. Constance is like hyping up Kyle, and she's like, "This guy hooked up with a girl," and one hour later, hooked up with her twin. And Kyle <laughs> says, "Actually, later I found out it was the same girl. She just put on a sweater." <laughs> oh no. Um, so I think like should we mention the closing scene or or maybe oh, the credit yeah. scene? Oh my gosh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. This is yeah. great. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Emily. Tell us about the credit scene here. I mean, so we know that Roman's been drugged by Kyle, and Kyle, you know, throughout the episode keeps checking to see if anything's happening with Roman, but nothing seems to kick <laughs> in. And even at one point, you know, Bruce is like, listen, it doesn't, you know, he needs to be in the right mindset basically Mm -hmm. for this to activate. Um, And so Roman, uh, you know, finds out that Casey's basically called her, her, you know, called her uh, marriage off. She's getting a divorce and he goes in to hug her or she hugs him, I guess. And he gets a boner. (laughs) And she's like completely (laughs) disgusted by it. As Um, one should be. Like that's a, that's a very uncomfortable thing to have. Very inappropriate. Especially when you're like, I'm getting a divorce. (laughs) And Kyle's thrilled. So uh, the prank is, is, you know, effective. Good job. So now I I think we have, maybe we should be keeping track of like the Kyle versus Roman. Maybe we can do that. Maybe we can do that moving forward. Yeah. Um, But, 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 you know, Henry and Casey make out before the end of the episode. So we're, we're, we're in full, we're in full, um, you know, will they, won't they, they will. Yes. Um, So, yeah. So that takes us 
to episode four, which is the investors dinner. Um, this was directed by Brian Gordon uh, and written by Rob Thomas and Dan Etheridge. Um, so this party, Emily, is yes. a gathering of investors um, for um, Tony Carolla, who is another guest star um, who was uh, played by da Darren Norris, uh, was a regular on Veronica Mars. Um, but he's a land tycoon and he's hosting a party for possible investors in a Mexican condo project. Um, he says that there's no cell phone service on the premises and they're not supposed to use the landline, which is very bad news for this group of caterers who spend almost the entire event <laughs> conducting personal business on the phone. Um, and um, that's the premise here. Um, yes. Have you, uh, this is, this seems like an unusual sort of event. You probably yeah. haven't catered something like no, this. No, no. And the fact that like throughout the episode, they're starting to realize like, okay, this is a weird setup. Like there's nothing mm -hmm. in this house. We're not supposed to use the phones. Is this like a whole setup? Like yeah. what's happening here? Because we, we, you know, come to find out, you know, from everybody sort of piecing together details mm -hmm. that this is a scam. This is a guy who is setting up, you know, a, a scheme more or less to be able to divert funds from these eager investors yeah. uh, in order to kind of like run off with their money and do whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, in the guise of, of in, in investing in this condo complex in mm -hmm. Mexico. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different characters that come into play, like different investors that are like horrible people mm -hmm. um, who are coming in ready to write a check or like send wire info over to this guy. And then like, you know, part of picking apart this entire scenario and figuring out that it's kind of a farce and like a total, you know, riot is that, you know, Henry recognizes one of the guys there as an actor he used yeah. to take classes with. And, and the guy kind of brushes them off and says, no, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, we all look the same because it's an Asian <laughs> mm -hmm. guy. And then later on, he actually is able to prove that this is a guy that he took this class with. Yeah. He's hired to be here. Henry is the Columbo here who, yes. puts, it, who puts it all together. So that's mm -hmm. very good mm -hmm. for Henry. Um, we do have Chekhov's prop gun, which gets introduced <laughs> in the opening scene yes. where we see um, that um, Roman has brought a prop gun to work and he and Constance are going to have a running argument the whole time about um you know because it's from Beretta and it's like oh that's why he was called Beretta because he had a Beretta gun and he's like no he was Italian so that's a kind of <laughs> a backdrop thing and as Casey points out um you know what happens if you introduce a gun in the opening scene and indeed the prophecy uh plays out and we do have a little bit of a armed confrontation to end the episode um Yes. Ron is really excited about this opportunity to be around the likes of Tony Carolla and all of these big time investors, because as everybody remembers, Ron <laughs> has a dream and he's trying to raise money for Super Crackers, the fastest growing non-coffee, non-poultry food chain in Southern California. 
Yeah. I mean, this is um, one of those unique moments where you can put a little bit into the pot and then get a huge amount in return, apparently. That sounds like an opportunity that we could all take advantage of, Emily. Yes. (laughs) And let me tell you guys, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Um, Don't do that. Don't invest in Mm -hmm. things like this. It seems scary and I don't trust it. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Ron is all in, totally trusting of the entire process really, you know, standing up, you know, to the front of like Tony telling all of, uh, you know, giving his presentation. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh my God, wow. You know, guys, like I've been, <laughs> I've been saving money. I've been living in my parents' garage. Yeah, we get like, more, we get more of Ron's like really sad backstory. Like he spent four years living in his parents' garage. This is his only way out. Yeah. Um, he has his $10,000 that mm-hmm. he saved up. Which, like, if you're working crackers. and you're making catering money, like, yeah, man, like, that took a while to be able to do. Um, so, 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 so Ron is like, you know, his hopes are sky high. He really wants to, like, not only impress Tony, but also, you know, maybe invest in this opportunity so he can make the money to um, start the super crackers business. And it's really funny because, like, I'm thinking now, it's like, we're so protective of Ron, like, don't invest your money, like, in this scam. But then I'm like, yeah, just waste your money on some dumb franchise. You're I know, gonna, I know. You're, you're obviously, gonna, like, going to flame out on that anyway. But anyway, we won't get he's ahead of ourselves. A, he's such, like, a, a, a tragic character. He really is. The great, what are the great tragic characters of our time? Yes. Is what I'm, that's, that's where my head is at now. Totally, totally. Um, um, Henry is really excited about what he's hoping is like a new budding relationship with Casey. Um, and like, oh, she's much more acting like this was a mistake and a one-time thing, which is obviously very deflating to Henry. Um, so Henry responds to that by just negging her about how the sex wasn't that good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I feel for Casey in one way because I think she's trying to protect herself, especially given the fact that she's, you know, embarking on a divorce. Mm -hmm. Is it smart to jump into something right after that? Mm -hmm. You know, like literally seconds after she decides that she's going to get a divorce, like, you know, here's this other guy who like, you know, for all intents and purposes seems great, but is that the smartest move for her? So is she just putting up, you know, a guard, so to speak, so that she's not you know, getting into another relationship right away. But, you know, they have friendly banter back and forth about Mm -hmm. it. But clearly there's some like complicated feelings there of like, you know, the sex was just okay. Like, what are you talking about? And like, you know, I I think they're so well written together and Mm -hmm. they really are able to play off of one another in a way that makes them very charming and fun to watch. They're both very charming. They have great chemistry. Like, I think that you root for them the way the best of these, like, you know, will they, won't they TV couples are. Um, Like, I think it's totally fair to Casey that's like, maybe you shouldn't jump into a relationship literally, like, moments after deciding to get a divorce like that totally makes sense at the same time she also is kind of like you know she knows that Henry is kind of at a low point in his life like involving him even casually is is probably not the kindest thing to him so it should be like it should be clear like so I can understand both of their motivations here um but um this this uh this Casey finding out that maybe, you know, that Henry was not 
totally blown away by the sex um, does seem to get under her skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it leads to her telling the parable of the pancake lady, which I, I was not familiar with the pancake lady. Were All I have to say, no, I don't know Wait. anything about this other than when I you knew talk the muffin to me. man. I oh, yeah, know. that's <laughs> true, actually. Maybe it's just the the other gender, you know, mm-hmm. version of this. But I got to tell you, when and whenever anybody talks about pancakes in front of me, it just makes me really hungry. <laughs> It like does I'm, make it makes you want pancakes. We're yeah. talking about it right now, and I'm thinking about how I would love to eat a pancake right oh my now. Goodness. Yeah. Are you um, a pa- pancake versus waffle? Where do you land? I land with pancake because it's simpler to execute. Mm, a waffle requires mm-hmm. a little more work mm-hmm. uh, in that I have to pull out a waffle pan that I own and I've yes. shoved way back into the depths of a cabinet. So pancake is where it's at. But you know, this the recipes are basically the same. They, it's, yeah, like, they're very similar. It's, it's just a matter of surface like, area yeah. and the crispiness. It's the, yeah. those are no, the I components. Mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love a waffle. When I was a kid, I, you know, if you go to a breakfast bar, I was like, waffle, please, because it was like sort of this new. Like it, it felt a little bit more indulgent, mm-hmm, and it holds mm-hmm. things better. You can put all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff on top of it. Yeah. Um, but a pancake is my everyday go-to if I'm going to do something. It. I love a well-executed pancake. I like a fancy pancake with like Mm -hmm. a ricotta or peaches or like whatever. Like it's like get get fancy with the pancake. Like a good compote. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm team. Mm -hmm. I'm team. I'm team pancake. I'm very excited about pancakes now. Having talked to you about them, (laughs) I think I'm gonna have to make pancakes within the next 24 hours. And on Severance, we talk about waffle parties. So now this this will be my pancake podcast. Um, Perfect. Okay. Good. (laughs) Awesome. Um, but the pancake lady, she makes <laughs> the best pancakes in all of the kingdom, uh-huh. um, but she only makes one for everybody. So the stranger rides into town and he says, can I get one of those pancakes everyone's <laughs> raving about? So she makes him one and eats it. And he says, it's fine. It's not the best I've ever tasted. Maybe you were distracted. So mm. she makes him another one and another one. She makes him a whole bunch of pancakes and then he's full. And he says to her, I have to admit that actually was one epic pancake um and casey goes on you know and she was just tossing him that first one as a sympathy pancake and henry (laughs) says pancake lady seems like a whore (laughs) yeah like i like i don't know if i follow the entire line of the story other than it sounds like they're gonna keep having sex maybe like sounds like there's more pancakes yeah yeah (laughs) like that was just the first one and she really seems to like him quite a bit so Mm -hmm. he's probably gonna get more Mm -hmm. um ultimately (laughs) happy to see it pancakes or them making out pancakes sex it's all good as long as all the parties involved are consenting yes exactly everyone feels good about all of this have as many pancakes as you like that's right we're here to we're pro pancake over here. We're here for it. Um, oh. but yeah, so um obviously there's a lot of sexual tension. Mm-hmm. How is it gonna play out in, in subsequent episodes? You know, it's it's gonna be an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm happy. I'm I'm here for it. I you know, it, they're very cute together, even yeah, if yes. they don't quite know what to call each other yet. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. um, um 
So the other plot line that's going on here is Kyle gets recognized by one of the guests from being in some <laughs> undoubtedly fantastic frat movie. Right. Um, and they're starting to make, like make plans to go out clubbing with some hot models after the party. Um, and then Constance tries to get in on it. And like, and that's like all of a sudden it's like nice to have validation from a character that Constance is like completely bananas. Yeah. Definitely. You know, it's like, and he sort of sees the Constance that we's, we've been seeing and um, and Kyle gets a little bit embarrassed about yeah. his friendship with Constance. But then this guest becomes like such a horrible douchebag. Yeah. Um, because he like tries to clown on Constance, like humiliating her by like telling her that his dad is this big producer and there's a live action old McDonald's production and like she can be in it and, and running her through all of these different barnyard animals. Yeah, and no. And yeah. Constance is so game. Yeah. She's always she's always gonna commit because there are no small parts Emily there are only small actors and Constance is the consummate professional and she puts her whole heart into being the cow on the farm and it's so painful to watch it's real bad and like you know that it's it's done with you know intent to make her embarrassed yeah yeah like me if you like so bad um and so you know you kind of feel that that real deep embarrassment for her mm -hmm. but it's nice to see kyle have depth yeah and sort of realizing yes. like because he's like oh yeah sure bro like we'll we'll hit the clubs afterwards but then he like turns and looks to her and he's like nah i gotta take care of my friends so yeah. they they end up going out and getting drinks instead but it's also like a classic move of constance being like totally unaware of her oh, age or like in denial of it because okay. she's like we're hitting the clubs huh maybe i could go so, i could be a really good wingman i'm a great wingman <laughs> yeah and it's like what are you doing but you know i think it's it's nice in this moment to see kyle sort of step up to the plate and protect mm -hmm. his friend in the yes. end yeah, uh, and not yeah. go to the club with this douche um <laughs> no, this was a lovely moment for kyle yes. and like I, I i i do like i have so much affection for for ryan hansen's kyle yeah here i think this is such a great role for him he's like he comes from veronica mars he played dick casablanca so he's like a like not like he's he's a major player but i feel like not one of the more memorable characters from that series i think i know that he's great friends with Kristen Bell and like other people from Veronica Mars and he doesn't do like he's not as much of a household name as like yeah. really any of these other actors but this feels like his role and so I'm really I love him in it I'm so glad that uh we're gonna see him in the revival and this I thought was like a very sweet episode for yeah him. yeah and like ultimately I think you know so the 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 jig is up mm -hmm. at the end of this episode uh Henry warns everybody. He basically calls it out where he's like, this guy is scamming you guys. This is not a real thing. And this is after Ron has handed a check to Tony. His $10,000. $10,000 that yes. just, you know, is going to be his meal ticket to soup and super crackers. It's his, soup, his soup and crackers and, and salad crackers. ticket. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it turns into 
uh, gun being revealed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So in this confrontation, um, you know, Henry and Casey intervene to keep Ron from throwing this money away. Um, all the guests overhear that it's a scam. So they also want their money back. Mm-hmm. And C- Tony Corolla pulls out a gun and <laughs> At first, Ron thinks, oh, this is the prop gun that Roman was playing with earlier in the episode. Because Tony actually saw that gun at at that point, right? So Ron is being extremely courageous because he thinks that the gun is fake. Um, But then when he makes eye contact with Roman across the room and notices that Roman has the prop gun with him, (laughs) so it's a real gun, then Ron cowers and pees himself (laughs) um and um and he and it ends up with tony corolla getting away yeah um and it's it's just another classic example of ron trying to do the right thing and it not Mm -hmm. quite panning out the way that it needs to um and you know tony even is like look i ripped up your check don't worry about it and he's like that wasn't even my check it was someone else oh no <laughs> yeah i hope he can stop payment on that check. yeah i should think he could but um you know it's it's just so classic and how that ends and even like the the some of the investors who had shown up who were terrible like treating everybody like trash mm-hmm. are still like ah, get my coat yeah, and yeah. Uh, that's when everybody feels kind of empowered to tell them to f off, basically, right. because you know we just saved you from the pitfalls of like a bad investment, right? And there's no still there's being no... a jerk to service, yeah. So, and like, there's no comment card coming. There's no, no tip, like this. definitely not. You are left in this empty house <laughs> to your own <laughs> devices to clean up, burn ice, and take off. So like yeah. that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that could that be the motto for our pot: clean up, burn ice, and take off. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's catering 101. Wow. Got to burn that ice. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, our credit scene here is Henry and Casey having pancakes in the back. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Pancakes and waffles. It's always ends up being a thinly veiled metaphor for sex, Emily. That's what I've so. learned in my years of podcasting television shows. Um, there's some really good quotes from this episode that I loved. Um, Roman is insisting that he's written two novels. I'm halfway through four novels, so that's two novels. <laughs> Crazy. Um, and Roman also delivers one of my favorite quotes of these first five episodes here. I'm a waiter like Einstein was a patent clerk, you asshole. <laughs> he's a writer. He's written that's two right. novels. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, let's see uh, what Henry says to Casey is the sex was adequate, but the connection to another living soul in my abyss of loneliness and despair, that was profoundly moving. <laughs> Man, he knows how to dish it. It's great. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, all right. Uh, that brings us to episode five, mm-hmm. the Sin Say Shun Awards after party. Again, we have Fred Savage coming back to direct this one, and it's written by John Enbaum and Dan Etheridge, aired on April 17th, 2009. Um, Emily, this is an adult film awards after party. Have you ever catered an event like this? I have not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I might have been amongst a porn star who's just not dressed like one for the Mm -hmm. night. I don't know, but um, I can't say that I've ever worked... 
in the catering business in any sort of world that is even close to the adult film industry. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, this seemed new to me. <laughs> Um, Emily, we have some notable guest stars. We in this certainly episode. do. <laughs> the we first one, I, I cannot bury the lead here. No. Stormy Daniels. Yes. I recognized her from, you know, current events, from mm -hmm. pop culture, one might say. Um, pop political culture mm -hmm. might Presidential be the better way scandals. of saying it. Presidential <laughs> scandals. Yes. And it was great because as I was rewatching this the first time, um, Josh, my husband, who I would think everybody knows at this mm -hmm. point, but, you know, just to re reiterate, married, um, he was sitting with me watching this and didn't even really pick up on it. And I was like, mm -hmm. um, I think that's Stormy Daniels. And he was like, really? And then we saw her in another scene and he was like, yes. oh, my God. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, that has a completely different context than it would have back then. Amazing. Talk about things aging differently. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, definitely Arnold, a household Arnold, name. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't show up, but we do have somebody who's very close to the inner circles of power here yes. in Stormy Daniels making yep. a guest appearance in episode five. She won the Best Blowjob Award. She Emily. did. She did. Good for her. Um, we also have Ken Jong in yes. this episode who finally reveals himself as Alan Duck, who we've heard about previously as the CEO of Party Down. Mm -hmm. um, and so those are the bigger names. And then also um, Beth Dover is here being really, really funny. Um, I know her from Burning Love and Children's Hospital yes. and the Wet Hot American Summer series reboot. So she's worked with like these this team of people before specifically Ken Marino. And I think she's really funny in this episode. She's married to Joe Latrulio. Oh, she is. That's I didn't why. realize yeah, that. She's oh, part wow. of the inner circle. Yeah. Are you saying that this is nepotism? I think because I think she got earned this role with her talent. Listen, I think nepotism only trickles down to children. I don't okay. think it's necessarily spouse you can't related. Get spousal nepotism. I worked fair and square for this podcast. It's not anything to do with being married to Josh. <laughs> okay, Wigler. I see. I see why this is. I see why this is a sensitive subject for you. Emily. No, no. I, I think she's great in this episode, she's and she's so excellent funny. in those other uh, series yeah. too. So so like, yeah, she, she really, she brings it for this. She's it's so really funny. great. Especially um, her interaction with Roman. My God, we'll get to that. So funny. And yes. then Mather Zickel is also here who I don't, I don't know him for much, but he is in the 10, which is another, which is a movie that's written, um, co-written, I think, uh, by uh, Ken Marino and David Wayne Got and it. also stars Ken Marino. And he's, and he, he's very funny at this episode. So I just yeah. wanted to call him out. Yeah. Um, He's in Burning Love, too, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 A lot of these folks um, tend to work together in a lot of projects, and and I, it, it fills my heart with delight. Me, too. Let me tell you. <laughs> I enjoy it so much. Um, so at this after party, um, we, we have, <laughs> Where do we have we a begin? lot going on. We have a lot going on. Yes. Um, let's start with let's start with Roman, I guess. Yeah, sure. Let's start with Roman. Um. He's very excited about this party because yep. unlike unlike all of the plebs, unlike all of the sheep and the normal people who have sexual hangups, he does not have sexual hangups. <laughs> nope. Not, <laughs> no hangups. No hangups. No hangups. Yeah, he's liberated. Yeah. yeah, he's really here for it. He's ready. He so, is ready. 
And he's hoping that this, that this, you know, clientele, he'll find like-minded individuals. Um, but as he tries to like hit on the guest, so Stormy Daniels is fighting with another one of these adult film stars who is thinks that she deserved the award for best blowjob. Um, they have a really funny argument about it where she, she, she accuses uh, Stormy's character of sleeping with uh, somebody to get the award. I didn't sleep with anyone to get this. I just went out and gave the best blowjob. <laughs> and like, who can fault her, right? Like, you know, there's, there, there are rules, there are mm -hmm. reasons that people vote, you know, like I'm sure she did a great job. So, you know, <laughs> so um, yeah. So, you know, he, he Roman, of course, insists that he can settle this with a blowjob contest <laughs> where he judges, of course. And these women are completely put off by this. And right, uh, because that's away. not a normal thing you say to even a porn star. You don't pick a porn star up by saying that. That is I, the most like tired thing you can try. But it's classic Roman in the you know the mm -hmm. larger sort of narrative of him having no game whatsoever no and game. not understanding how to talk to women at all. I thought they were cool with sex, but they're just a bunch of stuck up. Bitches. Um, so Kyle gives him a hard time about yeah. his approach. As he um, should. <laughs> um, and he agrees that he'll like give him some tips. Mm -hmm. Um, and like he'll show just just watch me, just follow me. And Kyle being Kyle, women are throwing him th themselves at him, yeah. um, you know, as they always do. And we see he's like getting into this deep conversation with a girl about music and Jim Morrison and the doors. And like Roman is just interjecting, like saying, well, like actually this is this, this, this. like eventually the girl like leaves and goes away. And Kyle says, you know, you don't don't want just be girls yeah. want to be. Um, and we see that this approach works very, very well for Kyle. Um, here's a, but there's a few women who are asking them to guess which one of them has real boobs. And yeah. Kyle's like he's like all in, like he's, he's really working the party in like a very serious way. Like it's a very tactile hang sesh mm -hmm. for him basically. Um, and Roman's like frothing at the mouth basically like, like how I, want, I, I can yeah, tell <laughs> I can do this and like again Kyle just has to be like come on man you're wrecking this like stop um but you know it kind of goes with the business of being handsome I guess right <laughs> you like, have Kyle's nothing to teach me you get to do whatever you want because you're handsome and you have cool <laughs> emo hair the girls like <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. Um, well, the other stuff that's going on at this party is, um, you know, Henry is really like trying to be affectionate with Casey. Like he's excited, like, okay, okay, we hooked up. Now this is a thing. Mm -hmm. But she's, um, you know, just not in the headspace for the boyfriend girlfriend thing. Um, so they're going to kind of keep it casual and they're kind of figuring out the parameters to that when. Casey um, all of a sudden gets some um, ecstasy from one of the guests and then her tune completely changes. Yes. And so she is just like totally out. Like she is like completely blissed out, mm -hmm. wandering around like in a booth at one point, just sort of like flailing. And she's like, oh my God, Henry, you have to get some ecstasy. We're going to like stay up all night and talk. Mm -hmm. And, and like, Henry's like, yes, yeah. that is exactly what I want. Yeah. Um, so he goes on his mission to find the ecstasy at the party so that they can be high together and yeah. go home together. 
together and make out and talk all night. Um, and that's that's what he that's his mission. That's what so he like has going nobody's on. working at this party. Basically. Oh, of course not. Nobody course like not. they're not even trying here. <laughs> it's it's really funny. Um, but so, like, but, do we want to talk about? What do you want to talk about now? I, I think we should talk about we should set up things with. Oh, well, there's so much with Ron. I know there's so much <laughs> with Ron. <laughs> there's we we get we learn that there's there's a lot there's a lot to Ron Donald. He's there's got, a lot. He's got a lot going on. <laughs> More than we had thought. Let's just jump, <sighs> let's just let's just let's, let's just, just do it. Let's, let's just, just dive right in. in. Okay. Um, so <laughs> Alan Duck shows up. We said Ken Jong here is playing yeah. Alan Duck. He shows up because he's like, okay, this is cheaper than the strip clubs. I'm right. And like have. out of all the parties we've seen so far, this is the first one we're mm-hmm. seeing him at. So he, he took a personal interest. in Yeah. This yeah. A roll of the dice. This is the mm-hmm. one I'm going to. Interesting. All right. All right. Cool. Um, so Ron again is going to approach him about this investment. And Alan is like kind of not really paying attention. It's too early. And, you know, Ron is again, really disappointed he goes to complain to Henry that he needs more money. And then Ron gets discovered <laughs> in the bathroom at a urinal when one of these porn producers looks over and sees that, that Ron that Ron is that Ron is uh handling a a large piece of equipment um <laughs> and wants to um tell him about potentially interested investors in Korea who would be very interested in his large interesting cock. <laughs> That's a direct quote. I'm a journalist. I had to give the, du- you're the right, direct You're right. You're right. <laughs> No, you're, um, you did your research here, and I'm really, I'm really feeling it. It's great. Yeah. Um, so, that the guy, he needs to get a closer look. The glance over the urinal stall isn't really enough to go on, and it's also dark at the party. Like it's a really moody mm-hmm. light situation. He's very thorough. You don't mm-hmm. get to be successful in this industry without really um, dotting your eyes and crossing your T's. Um, Ron is very, very shy about this and he's like of course like he came to work like he didn't come to like he didn't come to work yeah (laughs) i mean there's work and then there's work (laughs) um and this this is uh this is mather zickle the actor here who plays guy stedislav and he's just like so hilariously creepy but in like a it's like it's 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 he's kind of gentle and encouraging yeah yeah but you know the subject matter is mm-hmm. it's touchy. sensitive it's touchy <laughs> um so there is a very very funny scene where he's like encouraging ron to take out his penis and show it so we can get a picture and ron is like really reluctant and shy and eventually does this and then Somebody barges in and Ron gets to com- <laughs> gets embarrassed and covers up. And then it's like, oh, no, 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 that's my assistant. And it's like, okay, let's do it again. And then somebody comes in again. It's like a very funny scene. Um, they need they need to see it. Like they need to get a good idea of how this is going to play in the act- institute. They need to see like the fully engaged and ready situation i'm loving watching you try to figure out how to word this 
It's so good. You're doing a very good job. Thank you, Emily. I You're welcome. I, I, love, I love the encouragement. Um, and so eventually they think, okay, well, let's bring back, you know, let's get some help. Let's call in the reinforcement. Yeah, we need to get him into an aroused mm-hmm. state mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. fully understand his yes. capacity. Yes, he needs to fulfill his yes. potential yes. here. And, <laughs> and we, because, you know, listen, the Korean investors aren't going to be, you know, putting down big bucks until they see yeah. this. Fully they can't committed. just go on guys on guys' word here. Yeah. They need to have they need to have the photographic evidence. Completely understandable. Um, so Stormy Daniels comes into the situation. Um, she walks in. She's holding her award because she's very proud. Yes. Um, and the and the Sin the Shin Sun awards are um, phalluses, golden phalluses, of course. Yeah. Um, so she comes in to fluff Ron. Um, and as she's starting to do her work, the other actress walks back and assumes that she's um, like that she's doing like that she's having sex with these other producers and she's doing this thing to curry favor so that she can win the award. They end up fighting. One thing leads to another. The <laughs> award goes flying and impales poor Ron Donald in his Don Ronald. <laughs> And he is a very injured and unhappy man, Emily. Yeah, I mean, and I, I should also note that in the process of revealing himself mm-hmm. in this oh, yes. we have Casey walk in and yes. see everything. And, and we also every, and we all and see, we ev- see things. <laughs> we all see everything. I mean, it was a lot. It's it's a cartoonishly large dildo i think is the best way to describe it yeah yeah i would say so um Mm -hmm. and then we we have henry walk in too being like oh my god okay all right um so you know this is there's these building moments of Mm -hmm. of just Mm -hmm. embarrassment and poor ron is just having more eyes on him than ever before probably all at once Mm -hmm. all all just deflated instantly with the deflated. hit of a trophy. Yes. Yeah. With the nick of the mm-hmm. tip. <laughs> and uh, so he's basically, you know, absolutely out down for the count the rest of the night. Like you see him with a giant bag of ice just sitting mm-hmm. on his crotch at the end. Yes. Um, and he's just deeply embarrassed. And obviously this opportunity is not going to work out the way we wanted it to. No, no. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Another yeah. strike. <laughs> Another strike. Um, so that's where we leave uh poor poor Ronald. Um Henry does eventually find the ecstasy, which is great. Mm-hmm. And then he finds Casey, which is great, but she feels sick and wants to go home. Yeah. So it, it's a sliding doors moment. You it know, is. just just barely just mm-hmm. just missed that opportunity. Yeah, she finds out she didn't book a gig on Reno 911, so she's disappointed. She wants to go home. But Henry has now taken the ecstasy and is in for his own personal journey. Yeah. <laughs> Which we kind of see him cycle through towards mm-hmm. the end of the uh the night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want us to leave this episode without discussing Roman. And Cramsey. And Cramsey. Like my friend Cramsey. <laughs> Um, so after giving up on, uh, you know, studying under Kyle's mentorship, Roman ends up, uh, behind the bar serving drinks. He serves this woman 
Cramsey, who is one of the adult <laughs> film stars, who has like, has she previously has this conversation with <laughs> Henry where she talks about how she started doing these kinds of films called poo poo choo choo films. And I was like, I don't even want to Google that. No, like, nope. I don't want it. I don't know if that's real or not. And I, but I know I will. But we're never not going to do that. that. This <laughs> isn't like a Super Crackers uh, Googleable thing. We're not doing that uh, live on a podcast. We're not mm-hmm. doing it ever. No, no thank you. No. Um, she, <laughs> She's rebranding. Um, she mentioned surgery, and when um, and when Henry says you can't even see the notice the scar on her chest, she says, "Oh, no, that's from that's from when I needed a new heart. I have a monkey heart." It's just like this throwaway line where she says she has a monkey heart. It's hilarious. Um, but Roman is now serving Cramsey at the bar, who's been getting very drunk oh, during the course of this party, and they start to talk about sci-fi, and they mm-hmm. seem to be hitting it off. Um, and you know, she's she starred in an adult film where alien tentacles were all over her. It's like rubs like, yeah, that's, it sounds really cool. Um, <laughs> so you're like, yeah, maybe he has this shot. Like maybe maybe there's some real, you know, uh, you know, feelings happening here. Mm-hmm. He might be able to parlay this into like an evening with Cramsey. Yeah, I mean, she seems like a very down girl. Like she seems yeah. like she's <laughs> she's she up, seems she's very up. drunk, but very down. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Roman making conversations. So what kind of sci-fi do you like? Well, I really like dragons. And then Roman says, yeah, dragons are fantasy. If there's magical talismans or a magic sword or wizards or fucking crazy, not real animals, all these basic things that break the laws of reality, that shit's all fantasy. I'm into hard, hard sci-fi. Fantasy is bullshit. And that absolutely nukes any opportunity for him which is not a surprise because this is what roman does um (laughs) but you know it it was tough to watch because you're like he might have a shot at this look at him go absolutely implodes is it worth it though emily for him to assault his integrity as an appreciator of hard sci-fi i mean (laughs) i don't know if he could live with himself that's really what it comes down to is his personal integrity above everything else i think he made i think he made the right call this is the right hill to die on this is important (laughs) this is important i i support it fully um yeah, this is a very, very funny episode. It is. It's a great um, episode. Constance has almost nothing to do in this episode, which is which is too bad. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe, maybe she dodged a bullet there. Um, in the credit scene, we have uh Henry who is now rolling his ass off by himself. He's like late at the party and talking to one of the porn producers about the DVD cover. He has a few issues with the wording. Um, the schoolgirl is in for a surprise. <laughs> but there's actually two surprises because she's going to get a face full of jizz and she's going to like it. It's singular. <laughs> singular is one surprise. They can't both be surprises. <laughs> I mean, he's got a point, but he's also on ecstasy, and it's probably not worth <laughs> describing any further. Uh, he was very passionate about yes, this. Oh, extraordinarily passionate. And then finally, someone like from security comes in and is like, "Man, you got to leave you here. Like, we're we're wrapping up for the night." Oh, um, there's <laughs> very very funny lines in this episode. I, yeah, I have the that's from earlier when my heart didn't work, so now I have a monkey heart. Um, <laughs> 
It's really good. Um, Roman says at the end, hey, Ronald, I'm going riverboating on the Mississippi. I need something to measure depth with. Can I use your dick? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Ron. (sighs) Um, That brings us, Emily, to the end of episode five. We are halfway through season one of Party Down, and it's it's a really good time. It is. It's excellent. <laughs> I hope everyone's enjoyed our recap so far. Yes. I think we're building and we're mm-hmm. we're understanding everybody and and sort of seeing what happens with Casey and Henry next. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, how the the group is going to change and grow. You know, we're yes. we're going to sort of embark on the second episode or the second half of the season seeing some some cast changes ever so slightly. Um yeah. It's going to be fun. So do we want to maybe give like a, I, I want to keep track of a few things as yes. we go. Um, In the first five episodes, Emily, do we want, do we want to rank these parties in terms of like, I don't know. I don't know. What, what's like, the party the, you would want to go to the, the most? Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, maybe like what's the best, the best part? Like maybe we can do some superlatives. I mean, I can tell you what the worst party was probably. Um, I would say the conservative caucus party because they didn't even have alcohol. So you're just drinking really bad mocktails Mm -hmm. because they didn't look good. Let me put it that way. So let's take, so I'm going to say, so Emily says that the worst party is the conservative caucus. Um, I think that the worst party is probably the one where everybody got scammed and somebody almost died that was bad there's some bad parties on here i mean it would probably be more traumatic than going to the caucus <laughs> i i have to admit uh-huh um but it's also one of those things where if you went i'm thinking from per, you know personal experience if you went to that party if you went mm-hmm. to the scam party and mm-hmm. you didn't get scammed let's say you were like ah, you know not for me and then you watched this whole thing happen. Yeah. That is a story you would tell for the rest of your life. It's true. It's a good anecdote. Yes. It's a good anecdote yeah. there. Um, what's the best party here, Emily? Is there a party here that you would like to go to in these top five? We have the um, we have <laughs> the homeowners association. We have the conservative union, which you've said is the worst. Yeah. We have Pepper McMaster's single seminar. <laughs> that in- might be the worst to go to personally because I wouldn't want to get hit on by a bunch of old men. <laughs> okay, I was trying to decide though between Pepper McMaster's and the Sensation Awards after party. I think I'd rather go to the old folks mixer. Probably. I think I th- the porn star yeah. party would be a little too intense and I probably would be really scared. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, I would say uh, a mark in the right direction for the homeowners uh, party is that oh. you probably could walk home at the end of the night Oh, because you're in true. the gated community. So you're not yes. going far. So it was probably easier to get to and from it. They were serving drinks. Yes. They, so you, you get the real drinks. You can mm-hmm. walk home. Yeah. So you don't need a designated driver. Yeah. Um, I mean, Gordon jumped in the pool naked. That's funny. Yeah, that's also a story you tell for the rest of your life where you're like, my uh, attorney that Mm -hmm. lived down the street from me or like, yeah, it's just that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. I don't know. What do you think? What would what would be your favorite party? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I mean, I would like to learn something from Pepper. She seems to have yeah. have her shit together. Um, I think that they're both good choices. And then, do you have a favorite guest star performance through these first five episodes? That's a great question. I would say my favorite guest star is probably. Stormy Daniels. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm just really impressed with her range. Oh my she gosh. She's done, she's done so much. She she actually, she does do a, I think she does a very formidable job. Yeah, she does episode. a really good job. I mean, she and she won the best blow job. So that's great for her good too. For her, yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many people here that I think are so fun. I, I think, <laughs> I don't know. Cramsey just cracks me up. So yeah, she's much. excellent too. I think everybody who's a guest star in in uh, the Sensation Awards, the, the Sensation yeah. Awards is just like it's so it's so stacked. I think I want to give a joint win to Sensation. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that they, really good. yeah, they're they're pretty excellent, and it's a great way to like you know kind of wrap up our our mm-hmm. recap too. Okay, um, so. We're done with the first half of uh, season one. We're going to be coming to you next week covering uh, episodes six through 10 of Party Down season one. Remember to subscribe to our podcast feed, rate and review if you're so inclined. And um, until next week, are we having fun yet? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.